Merry Christmas. Welcome to our Church Project Christmas Eve gathering. If you're a first-time guest here, when you sat down, there was a, a fancy little response card. We'd love to have you fill that out. Um, give us your email and put it in the offering box in the back, and we just update you as to what's happening here at Church Project throughout the week and months and year. Uh, God is doing an incredible thing here, and there's some incredible people that God's brought together, and I think um, all we're saying right there is amen. So I go, amen to that. Well, Merry Christmas. What is Christmas all about? What is Christmas all about? It's about God choosing to be in relationship with us. Think about it. Christmas is about God choosing to be in relationship with us. It's about His presence in our world and in our lives. It's about His presence. Well, why do we need Christmas? Well, okay. (laughs) Why do we need Christmas? Oh boy, do I really need Christmas. I have ruined some really good moments in life. Have you? Like, like this last week, why, why do we need the presence of God in our life? I've really ruined some really good moments in my life. Like last week, I just finished diving into Scripture. It was nice and early in the morning, communing with my Lord. <laughs> Jumped in the car, it smelled nice and pretty because my wife had bought one of those Scentsy hangy things. Jumped in there. It was clean. There wasn't dirt on the carpet. Like you get, you get in the, 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 you get in the picture here. The, the seats were nice and heated. There was fresh snow on the ground. So I had to stop and get a flat white mocha, right? And in my new fancy glasses, you like these things? My new fancy glasses, my fancy jacket. Are you getting this? Like it's a good moment right here. You ever had one of those moments? Even, even so, where there's classical music playing on the radio. No, no, there wasn't. There was 80s. No, not even that. I was listening to the audio Bible. Oh, yeah, that good. Life was good. It was all good. You get the picture, the hypothetical picture here? Okay, you get this? All good until that first person cut me off. Okay, that's good. I get it. They must be desperate to get somewhere, so... I wave at them because I'm in a good mood. It's okay. Ladies first anyways, right? You can't ruin this moment. I don't, it's a great moment. It's all good until the second person cuts me off. And this is when I get, you get one of these from me. Like, are you kidding me? I'm lowering my glasses like you did not just cut me off, right? Okay, then that third person cuts me off. And I'm like, oh, it's on. Like, it's on. Like, here, this moment has now been ruined. This is when I pull out the CB from the glove box and I get all my trucker friends to box them in. (laughs) Know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I've ruined some good moments. How about you? Caught in the chaos of life, I become self-absorbed quickly. Caught in the moments that are just moving so fast, I realize how much I need His presence. Oh, what Christmas is about. Like, the presence of God. Would you all agree that we need His presence in our life? Would you agree that we can all become better lovers of life? Would you agree that we can all become better lovers of life? That we can all become better speakers of good? That we can be better doers of awesome feats? 
better enjoyers of fleeting moments. I like making up words. Better proclaimers of what's right and good. Would you agree that we can all become better focusers on what is instead of what isn't? Would you agree that we could all become better spewers of encouragement? And would you agree that we could all become better neighbors? Oh, the presence of God in our life and what Christmas is and what it means in our life. The story of Christmas. I want to walk through this for a little bit because it's just the story of the presence of God and how it started here on earth. And it starts, if you've watched any Charlie Brown special or you've listened to radio the last month, this is how it starts. Matthew one twenty three. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, this great word, means God with us, the presence of God with us. And from the beginning, he's named Emmanuel. God could have remained far off. God could have remained transcendent, clean of all of this mess. But instead, he rolled up his sleeves and got to work. He became part of us in our presence. Well, how does this affect me? And how does this affect you? Without Him, without the presence of God in my life, I am lost. So this is the beginning of the story, but this is also the beginning of my story. He came to give us perspective. And when I say perspective, He came to give us an identity. When He came to earth, He knew what he, who He was and what He was here to do. And He's given each and every one of us the beginning of the story of Christmas as well. When he came to earth, he came to give us perspective. Luke chapter 19.10 says, says this, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And boy, were we lost. And boy, did we need a new perspective. And boy, do we really need his presence this season. Would you agree? We are lost. Humankind was and is in slavery. Without the presence of God, we would simply have no hope. We would be lost. And this is why Jesus came, to seek and to save the lost. Without hope, we would just have injustice and pain. What would you do with no hope in your life? It would be nothing more than injustice and pain. Without hope, we would just have injustice and pain. So the family bunkered down and and, and, and Aleppo is still bunkered down with no hope. The person trapped in sex industry, the man pulled over or suspected because of skin tone or color, the single parent unable to provide, the addict fighting to not ingest that drug, that dad whose anger lashes out in an instant, the one whose bills and debts are so big that they're crushing, the loved ones that have passed away. God entered the injustice of the Old Testament and we see his anger burned for two things, social injustice and idolatry. And we see today that God enters even into our injustices today and the pain of our time as well. We need his presence. Would you agree? This is what Christmas is all about. 
Mark 12, verse 30 through 31, continues the story of Christmas. And this is Jesus, and he's talking to us. And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. Jesus taught us this message. And the thing was, it was too radical to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbors yourself. He was killed for that message. Followed by many men and women through time. Martin Luther King Jr. taught this message. It's too radical. And it costs a lot. Following the presence of Jesus in our life is rewarding, but it costs a lot as well. He came to give us not only identity, but he came to give us purpose. And to say, I'm resolute, I'm on this earth for a reason, for a purpose. He knew this. Jesus knew that life without me didn't make much sense. Life without me didn't make much sense. So what did he do? He created me to come alive. He created me for purpose, and he created me to give me passion and meaning, to be the best version of me possible, to be the best version of you possible, while he works through us to change the world. See, how does this love message of Christmas go? It goes from Jesus to us, to the world. Romans 15.2 says this, let, us, or let each of us please his neighbor for his good. To build him up. Okay, I want to say this one again. Have you heard this verse? I heard it the other day, and maybe for the first time. Jeremy pointed it out to me, and it's a beautiful verse. Listen to it. Romans 15, 2. Let us, let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. To be the best versions of a, of a God follower that we can be and also think about our neighbors and follow the great commandment of love the Lord your God and love your neighbors yourself and to build up our neighbors according to their needs. He has chosen to come to earth to empower each and every one of us to be the change that the world needs. To be in his presence and to be present wherever we are and to be the change that the world needs it doesn't start by aiming to change the world it starts by aiming to be a good neighbor a good friend a good person it starts by being in his presence while we're present so we sit we sit in this moment. We sit after eating too much pie. We reflect. We're there. We're not distracted. And I want to parallel this Christmas story with maybe a story in the Bible that you've heard many times. And it's probably never been preached on for a Christmas Eve service. But we're going to go here. And it's in Luke 19, 1 through 10. And it's a story of Zacchaeus. And so listen to this story and listen to what God is seeking. He's seeking relationship. He's seeking Zacchaeus to be in his presence, to be present. And listen to this story. So he, Jesus, 
entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was so small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they all saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner? And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I gave to the poor. Oh, wait. He said, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I gave to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Look what happens to a man when Jesus enters into Jericho. Look what happens to a world when Jesus enters into the world. Look what happens to a man who's seeking to see Jesus. Look what happens to humans as we're seeking to see Jesus and to be in his presence. Look what happened when Jesus looked up in the tree and saw Zacchaeus. Look what happened when Jesus is locking eyes with you daily. Peering into your hearts. Peering into your minds. Meeting you and loving you. And look what happens to Zacchaeus when he comes down. He comes down filled with joy. Because he's in the presence of God Almighty. Could the same be said with our relationship with him? And look what happens with Zacchaeus as soon as he comes into relationship with Jesus. He realizes that he's wronged people and says, I will pay them back fourfold. And he begins to live out, love your neighbor as yourself. So he came to give us perspective, to give us an identity. He came to give us passion. What bubbles in me? What bubbles in you? He came to give us a purpose, to say, I'm resolute. And it all starts with the personal relationship with God Almighty. To close this out tonight, tonight. I want to read Psalms 95, verse 6 and 7. This is Psalms 95, verse 6 and 7, says this. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. I'd invite each of us tonight, if you would, just to, just to close your eyes and reflect a little bit. What has 2016 looked like for you? 
ups and downs, life and death, the goods and the bads. Jesus has brought you here and God has directed you here tonight to be in his presence. And maybe more in his presence right now than you have the entire year, but sit and absorb. None of us are so far from God. None of us have done so many bad things that God doesn't love us. He desperately loves us. If God could pray and sing over us in this moment, which I know He is all throughout Scripture, He does. This is what He would pray and sing over you right now. Oh child, I love you. You're never too far away from me. There's nothing ever too hard and too bad that I won't help you through. It may be hurt, it may be painful, but I'm good, I'm unchanging. I'm your father. I left my throne to come down to be Emmanuel, God with us. And I have never left you. Child, would you lock eyes with me? Would you trust me? Would you call me daddy, savior, Lord? Would you give up the hard things you're holding on to? Would you trust me? For I'm in control. I love you. And church, as we continue to worship tonight and celebrate the birthday of Jesus, I'd encourage you to think over the next couple days as you sit in chairs, wherever you go about leaving tonight and tomorrow, whether you're with friends or family, whether Christmas is a joy or a pain for you in hard, difficult time, Jesus can meet you there as well. I'd encourage you to be in his presence and to be present wherever you are. Maybe some of us may need to turn off our cell phones. Turn off the media. Lock eyes with the people that we're around. And if we're alone, lock eyes with our king because he desperately loves you. The story and I think you have to be at least 40 years old or older to get this, I'll end like this. Turn off your cell phones. Let Lassie go tell Ma that Timmy is in the well. It's going to be okay. God's in control. Be in His presence as you're in the presence of his people, family, friends, or in the presence of Almighty King tonight and tomorrow as we celebrate his birthday.